0: If you have your Bibles, turn to a simple verse that we all know. In fact, we we learned it as a young child in, in, in school, in Sunday school. It is John 3:16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Yes. Amen. Father God, take this word and use it for your glory because you're holy and you're righteous and because you came for me. Lord, you came for us all and God, we give it all to you right now. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Amen and amen. If you take the Bible and you look at it, the most important thing, I think, is Genesis 1 and 1. In the beginning, God. God. That alone is a sermon by itself. Because you see, he's the first, he's the last, he's the alpha, he's the omega, he's the beginning, and he's the end. And with God in our life and Jesus Christ in our life, we can do all things through Christ, which strengthens us. I remember when we were pastoring at Timberlake Church of God, God showed me this verse in a, in a, in a wonderful way. You see, the Bible is a corporate word for the whole world. But yet, it is a love letter to every one of us. It goes, for God so loved me that he gave his holy begotten Son, that if I would believe in him, I would not perish, but I would have everlasting life. Hallelujah. You see, we need that. We need to see the word as an individual love letter as much as it does for the whole corporate world. Because we are, because we are when we stand before God, we're not standing in somebody else that's going to say, well, it's because of them. But it's because of what he did for us in our life. You see, he came for me and he came for you. He came that he died on the cross of Calvary, that we may have life and that we may have it more abundantly. You see in Romans 5 and 8 says, But God demonstrates his own love toward us that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. (laughs) That, that, one, that, one, that one line, while we were yet sinners. You see, these are amazing words. God sent Jesus Christ to die for us, not because we were good enough, but just because he loved us. Whenever you feel uncertain about God's love for, for you, remember that he loved you even before you learned about him. He loved us when we were conceived. He loved me when, he, when I was conceived by my mama and my father. He knew who I was. He knew what I would become. And he knew that we, that, that, that we are to, to be loved. And he loved me. Even yet in my, in my life that I have not been perfect. Oh, no, I haven't been. And you can ask that wonderful wife over there. Have I been perfect? No. But yet God loved me. You see, the greatest about this is that he helped so many people before he was perfect crucified we talk we talk about the crucifixion we talk about him raising from the dead we talk about him going to heaven and we becoming saved and sanctified and filled with the Holy Ghost and we and we receive the power of God in our life but you see he did so much more even before he was crucified he did so much that though that even before he was crucified, there were things, I believe, that were not even recorded because we could not contain all that he did. For the Bible tells us that after he was crucified, after the time that he was with the disciples in the upper room, that, we, that there would be libraries of uh, things that he would show the people, his, uh, his disciples, of uh, the things that he would do. And I believe that's the reason why they were able to go out into the highways and to the byways and to compel people because they saw the miraculous God at work. We ourselves see the miraculous God at work every day of our life. We wake up in the morning and we think, what has God done for me? Who am I? Well, let me tell you who you are. You're a child that God loves so much that when I got up this morning, even with my aching back, I was able to get off the bed. I was able to walk. I was able to talk. I was able to see. I was able to think. I was able to be what he wanted me to be. I am able to be here today because of the miraculous work of Jesus Christ in my life right now. You see, I, the job that I worked for, I used to go to the nursing homes and pick up blood. And I saw so many people young young people and old people that they were just existing that's how they were doing they were just there on, on the beds. They couldn't move. They, they were having to be fed. They were having to be clean. All these things. They couldn't even walk. If they walked, it was because somebody was helping them. But yet, because of the blood of Jesus Christ that gave miracles, there are people today that are walking because of his love of what he has done for us. Amen and amen. You see, John 8, 8 26 Says, then they sailed to the country of the Gadarenes, which is opposite of Galilee. And when he stepped out of the land, there met him a certain man from the city who had demons for a long time. And he wore no clothes, nor did he live in a house but in the tombs. When he saw Jesus, he cried out, fell down before him, and with a loud voice said, What have I to do with you, Jesus, son of the Most High God? I beg you you do not torment me. Here's a man, here's Jesus. He comes to the other side of the lake and he just steps out on the lake, steps on the ground and the demons come and they fall at his feet. What does that tell me? That tells me that the power of Jesus that lives inside of us. Oh, we may not be God. We may not be Jesus. But the power of the Holy Spirit and the power of God that's inside of us, that he came for us, that we are able to walk, we are able to talk, and we are able to love on Jesus. And when we love on Jesus, Jesus loves on us. You see, he didn't come to this world to condemn the world. You know, John 3, 17 said, for he did not come to condemn the world, but through him we might be saved. You see, he didn't go to people and said, you've done this and you've done that and you're a sinner. No, he loved them so much with a compassion. You see, he went for one person. He went for that for that one man and he took to be cleaned of all the demonic power that was around him. In fact, he wanted to go with Jesus and said, Jesus said, no, You need to stay here. And show the town, show the city what I have done for you. And that's the most important thing. That's the reason why we need to go out into the highways and to the byways and to compel people about Jesus Christ and tell them what he has done. You don't have to have a school of theology in your back pocket, but all that you need is a school of the word of God in your heart and allow the spirit of God to work in you so that you can tell the world about what he has done. Done for you. That's the greatest witness in this world. It wasn't because he he could speak the words, but yet they could see what God, what Jesus Christ had done for him. John 4 and 29 talks about a lady that she couldn't go with the other ladies to the to the, the well in Samaria. Because of who she was and what she's been doing, but yet the Bible tells us that Jesus knew he had to go to Samaria. He had to go. He had to go to the place where where the Jews did not go to. They were not. To, they were not to 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 mix. With the Samaritans. But Jesus knew that he had to go. In fact, he came to the point that, they, that the disciples were hungry and they needed something to eat. So Jesus said, well, I'm going to stay here and y'all go to the city and get something and bring it back. Well, while he was coming, there was a lady there of ill repute. that, And Jesus said, give me to drink. But yet the lady said, you have nothing to draw with. And, and Jesus said, if you could drink of my water, if you could drink of my water, you would never thirst again. So, you know, it talks about the story about she knew something about Jesus. She had heard about him, but yet she weren't sure until, until Jesus said, come and bring your husband. And she said, no, I don't have a husband. And he said, true. Jesus said true in fact you've had five husbands and now the man that you're living with is not your husband and when that was said she realized that she was standing in front of the king of kings and the lord of lords and she runs to the city and says "Let let me tell you about the man that told everything about me come see this man is he the Christ and they all came and he stayed Jesus stayed there two or three days ministering to the people, ministering. He came for them. He came for what they called then the half-breeds. He came so that they all may be saved. And Jesus today does the same thing. He comes for us today so that we may be saved, so that our lives can be turned around, so that we can have the liberty and the joy and the peace that he intends for us to have. He wants us to love on him every day of our life. we need to appreciate what he has done for us. We need to give him glory. We need to give him praise. We need to give him the adoration that is due unto him because of everything that he has done for us. Oh, my, oh, my, oh, my. When Jesus comes back from, from the, the, the land in, in Luke 8, you see, they wanted the, 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 uh, the herds people wanted him to leave because these demons all go into the swine And they all and they all run into the water and they drown themselves. And I said, "Please leave." So he goes back and he comes back to the land. And here's a man, Jairus, the ruler of the synagogues, and fell down at the feet of Jesus, said, "My daughter is sick, sickly sick. She's going to die." So he's going to go to the house. And as he goes to the house, there's a there, he's being flogged by people just trying to slap on him, trying to get a touch. You see, in so many times that's what the problem is. We come to church and we just want to, you know, we just won't want to hit at him. We don't really want what he has for us. And that's what so many of them did. But there was a woman that was there that had an issue of blood for 12 years and she said, if I can just touch the hem of his garment, I will be made whole. Oh, her faith was that strong that she goes and she literally gets on her knees and she walks through the crowd on her knees until she gets to the place and she is so tired and fatigued that all she could do was just grab at, at the end of his robe and when she did, oh, the miracle of God happened. In fact, Jesus had to stop and he asked, the, and asked his disciples, who touched me? You know, and they said, look, you know, they're looking at this, look, there's thousands of people around here doing that. But he said, no, there's one. And she, I believe that he turns around and looks right at her. And she comes and she falls at his feet. Jesus came for her. Oh, shut up. This morning, this morning, Jesus has come for you. He has come to help you. He has come to touch you. He has come to bless you. He has come to heal you. He has come to heal your family because you see what happened is there was a people that come that were under Jairus and they said, your daughters died. But Jesus looks at them and said, don't worry. I've got this. Not those words. That's that's that's, that's the oddest gore interpretation. And he goes, and then when he goes into the house, there's the mourners, and they're a professional. They get paid for doing that. And Jesus says, "She's not dead. She's just asleep." And they all started laughing at him. So what what does Jesus do? Jesus goes over there and picks her up by the hand and pulls her up and she wakens. Her eyes are open and he says, give her something to eat. Now I can see these people because it's happening today in this world. You see, we have these people that mock the church. They make fun of the church. They think that we're all hillbillies or that we are weak or oh, we are so dumb at what we're doing that that who are we but yet this the church is what has made us great it's Jesus Christ that has helped us in our lives without the church where would we be today victory belongs in the church and we, so many times, we come to church and we lead the same way we came. You see, it is my desire, it is my desire that everybody that goes to church, that when they leave the church, that they have been touched. Yes. That we, <laughs> when we sing a song, or when we stand behind, on oh, this beautiful table. Man, I love this table. We stand behind it and we preach the word of God and it touches somebody and they leave because it is my desire to break up fallow ground. It is my desire to place seed and it's the pastor's job to place the water and to, and to prune the work. But the people, you need to be touched by God. You don't need to leave here the same way you can. Came. You need to leave here with praise on your lips, worship in your heart, and gratitude for what God has done for you today. Can I have an amen? amen? Oh, you see, as he was on the cross, he forgave them who put him on the cross. Jesus had enough compassion that Jesus, even Jesus himself, there was a, there was a criminal that was on one side of him, there was two of them, and one was ridiculing Jesus and the other one said, he hasn't done anything wrong. In fact, he looked at Jesus and said, forgive me. I wanna go to paradise. And Jesus said, this day you shall be with me in paradise. Oh, what a loving Jesus. And you see, today he is still healing, he is still saving, and he is doing miracles every day. You don't know how many times you've gotten in your car and you've been driving down the road and you don't know how many times that the Holy Spirit has been there, that the holy angels of God have protected you from being hit by a car from an accident. You don't understand how many times that you've gone places and there have been people there that wanted to harm somebody, but for some reason they couldn't do it. Why? Because Jesus was there and Jesus was there to bless and to touch. You see, Jesus, when we when we leave the house every day, we need to pray, God, put a surrounding around us, Lord, put a fence around us, Lord, make us like Elisha. That when the, that, that there's war and angels encamped around us, because there is a work that needs to be done. And because of what? Of when, Je- when Elisha prayed that prayer, his Servant saw the warring angels, and they were there, and they would have destroyed the enemy that had come against Elisha. But Elisha, having compassion himself, he, st- he, he, he said, "Don't kill them. Let's feed them. Let's give them something to eat." Hey, what do you do? What, what are people doing today when there's like like floods? all over the United States when there are tornadoes and when there's hurricanes and all of a sudden places are torn down. It's the church. <laughs> it's the church that walks in. It's the church that brings in the food. It's the church that, lives, that gives compassion on the people. It's the church. In other words, it's Jesus working through us to do the work that we are to do for him. Hallelujah. And when we get to the place that we do that, then God will bless us, oh my it, it sounded so good when, when brother, when you started talking about agape because there are people, there are young young ladies and mamas that need to know about Jesus Christ and the love of Jesus and what he can do for them and he is there to help and to touch, oh he heals, Jesus heals he'll heal the broken hearted some of these, some of these young ladies that go is because they're broken broken they're hurt and they need someone just to talk to them a little bit the reason why we're here today is to tell people about the love of jesus christ we're here today to give him all the honor and all the glory and all the praise because without him we are, oh we are nothing without him i am nothing without him but with him i can do all things you see, there are things that are happening even today in the United States. In fact, in fact, Sister Gail brought it out a little bit. There are things that we don't even know what's going on in the United States behind scenes that is demonic, that the devil... Wants to destroy this nation because this nation was made, was built upon the Word of God, and Lucifer wants to take it down. Satan wants to destroy the United States, but the only reason he hasn't it is because of one Jesus Christ, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And we need Him more. You see, we need to pray for guidance and believe that he is a rewarder of them that believe and he will show up on the scene in our life. You see, sometimes we become like a train wreck and we need him. We need his help. We need his love and we need his worship. You see, I want everybody to worship and to praise Jesus Christ. I don't want people to come to church and leave like the way that they, they came They like as if they have a duty to come to church Because the duty of the church Is to love on Jesus Christ The duty on the church is to love Thy brother and thy sister That we are to have compassion for one another that That when we see someone in need That we pray for them That we ask God to touch them Not to make fun of them But to love on them It is our job as Christians through the blood of Jesus Christ and through the love of Jesus Christ to go into the community of where we're at and to show the love of Jesus in our hearts. We are. And I understand there are places that, that we can't go into sometimes, but then there are places I have seen God work in ways like I've never seen. And my dad, oh, my dad loved Jesus Christ. My dad was not a preacher. But he loved Jesus and he could go into places that people could not go into. Why? Because number one, he showed, the love. He showed love. He had compassion for everybody. He saw everybody as equal. And because of that, he would go into place. In fact, the, there was a guy named Buttercup. Buttercup loved my daddy. In fact, the word got out, don't touch Klein. Buttercup would hurt you. And because of, dad was able to go into those housing areas and do what needs to be done, he was insurance, he could knock on the door and he could do whatever needed to be done. And people loved him. Because the love that he had in his heart. And that's the reason why I have the love. Because I saw my daddy at times when it seemed like he couldn't take another step. But yet for some reason, Jesus was there. And Jesus is here today. And he wants to touch. And he wants to bless you. And he wants to give you life. I know that this hasn't been a, a, a strong sermon. But it's about Jesus. Let me tell you something. The greatest sermon that could be preached is Jesus. And if you have a need today, the Jesus that I've been preaching about can come and can touch you today and can give you the life that you need, that he can give you. And and you that's that's on YouTube, Jesus loves you so much that he gave everything that he had for you. He died for you that you may have life and that you may have it more abundantly. He loved you so much that he gave all. He became scourged. He became the lowest of lowest so that you become the greatest of great. He gave gave everything that he had so that we could have everything that we need. And if you need Jesus, Jesus is here today.